What up, fam? On this episode of Snapback Sports Pod, a tribute to Demarius Thomas. May he rest in peace. We talk about week 14 in the NFL. Lamar Jackson goes down. Josh Allen takes the L. I went to the Chargers game. It was quite, quite fun. We talk about the NBA a little and college basketball, which we rarely do. And of course, we check in with Eagleson. Snapback fam, new app. The Baltimore Ravens select... Lamar Jackson. I'm a rave. He's on. All year. Every year. Jackson takes it himself. Oh! He broke his ankles! A collapse! Oh! Blocked by James! Auburn's gonna win the football game! Auburn's gonna win the football game! For the Philadelphia Eagles, the long drought is over. Bryant took the jumper. What up, fam? I'm your host, Jack Settleman. Joining me today, as always, is my co-host and longtime best friend, Abe Granoff. Abe, what is on your mind today? Um, it's a it's a somber evening. Um, we join this podcast today in mourning, in sadness, in remembrance. Um, we talked about it last week a little bit, but. I think now is the perfect opportunity to really remember, celebrate, and discuss the beautiful life of the 2021 Baltimore Ravens, who have passed away, who are dead as of last week. And now that they really went six feet under today into the ground, Lamar gets hurt, I think now is the official time. We kind of held out a little hope, right? Maybe they'll suck in an extra breath. And they'll be like some zombie. Oh my god, they're alive, they're alive. No, unfortunately, they really went to their final resting place today. And the Baltimore Ravens of the 2021 NFL season are dead. And this is their memorial service. So, would you like to say a few words? No, it just it was a weird take last week. It's equally as weird this uh, week. It's, it's uh, The Ravens are first in the division, and hopefully Lamar escaped a serious injury. So um, the boys showed a lot of fight today. It's probably the first time all year that I was kind of proud of their performance. Oh, yeah, you, your big, big moral victory day for you. Yeah, I mean, look, this has been... No such thing. This has definitely been the worst year we've had uh, with Lamar as the quarterback, so fourth year with Lamar. Um, even with the playoff losses, even with, you know, the 14-2 and season ending the way it did, it's just been a brutal year. But when you really come to, like, look at it, like, you take three steps back and you see what the Ravens have done with losing... Left tackle one, right tackle one, four running backs, you know, every position. It's truly remarkable that they are first in the division with four to play. It really is. And Lamar hasn't even been good over the last five games. So um, I actually, oddly enough, got a little bit of confidence after the game today. And we've got four brutal games. Our whole division has a whack schedule. I mean, our division could be one at nine and eight which is crazy, off some tiebreakers. So Ravens go to Cincy in two weeks. They get Pittsburgh at home in week 18. I think we could we could scrape together a, uh, a divisional victory. So you think you're really going to turn into zombies and like recover from the dead? I think, look, if, if you're calling us dead because you're saying we're not going to win the Super Bowl, I, I would agree that we're not going to win the Super Bowl this year. You're just dead. You're a relevant team in the NFL. Like Nobody fears you. Nobody... Nobody looks uh, at their schedule and says, oh, the, we're playing the Ravens. That's a scary week. Like, 
genuinely, nobody gives a fuck about the Ravens. Yeah, you can, you can try and say that. Um, I know. I just I just successfully did say that. Okay, you're you're the man for that. You you've you've had a <laughs> uh, a Ravens agenda over the last two weeks, and no agenda. I just yeah, watch football. That's pretty. Yeah, simple. that's fine. Um, this is how the NFL works, though, Abe. I'll teach it to you. Oh, oh, it does because the NFL worked when the Patriots were going to beat the Falcons. The, too. This is how the NFL works. Sure, you don't fear the Ravens in their current form, and I wouldn't. I I definitely wouldn't, but. It's the same reason why when the Chiefs had a certain record, it's the same reason why when the seven and six Buffalo Bills are on your schedule, there's a certain when the when the Aaron Rodgers led Packers are on your schedule, no matter their record. At the end of the day, you just don't want to play a few quarterbacks around the league because you know the potential. And if you are a playoff team and you see Lamar Jackson coming to town. There's fear. Now, that doesn't mean you can't game plan around it and absolutely shut them down. We've seen that happen. But I'll tell you, like, I'll give you examples of teams you're like, oh, my God, I, I definitely don't care to see them. Like, you, you see Ryan Tannehill on the schedule. You know, they're leading the division. You see Carson Wentz. You see, you know, there, there's a lot more quarterbacks in the league. So, um, yeah, I, we'll see. There's four weeks to go. Ravens are first in the division. You would say you would take it. Unfortunately, you know, we're, we're probably we're a few inches away from having the division locked up, which is even crazier to say. So uh, we'll see. Four weeks to go. In a, in a more serious note, I want to give a um, I mean, we want to say rest in peace to Demarius Thomas. He tragically passed away this past week. And Demarius Thomas didn't play for any of my teams. He actually played for the Broncos and. And Patriots, who were rivals of the Ravens over the past decade when Peyton was there. Um, I didn't have any feelings towards him, but what I thought was kind of crazy was just all his former teammates really speak about him as just the nicest guy ever. Uh, it's tragic when anyone passes away, but when a bright spirit, young age like Demarius Thomas, uh, who has one of the most iconic moments in NFL history, which is crazy to say, but that touchdown from Tebow against the Steelers, I don't think anyone will ever forget that. So um, if you have any thoughts on Demarius Thomas, Dave. Yeah, I think the greatest, uh, everyone's saying it this week, but like when you're a Hall of Fame player and people say you're a better person than you are an athlete, I think that's the biggest testament to your resume that you can have. I mean, Demarius Thomas was a legend when we were growing up and watching football. Obviously, the Tim Tebow play is the biggest one, um, but it's just awful. Yeah. There's really no other way to put it. But I think it's awesome that all these athletes are coming out and saying he's that great of a person. And, I mean, people will talk about him forever, and he'll probably be in the Hall of Fame. It's kind of rare because he's definitely not like a – I don't. is he a Hall of Fame player? I don't know if he's necessarily a Hall of Fame That's player. That's what Peyton said. But you talk about, like, he's, in my mind, he's not like a Broncos legend. Um, but you see all the current players. And so he must be in Denver that impactful, that special. There's certain players I'm curious who it would be for you guys. But, like, for the Ravens, right? Like, Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, those are those are Ravens guys. But they're national, they're iconic players. You think of someone like a Haloti Nada, like someone who's unique to your city, who just Ryan Dawkins. But 
But there's probably – I'm looking for someone on a different level. Like Dawkins, everyone knows about Dawkins. You know what I mean? Like there's probably a Philly guy. Um, like AI and Dawkins are the Philly guys, right? But then mm-hmm. there's probably someone on that other level. And so I think that's what Demaryius Thomas represented for Denver. Um, but, yeah, cool to see people speak out. Um, I don't know. That's all I got on Demarius. Let's do a little stock up, stock down. Let's change the mood up. We're back, Abe. We are back. Texas. You speak. Oh. Oh, no. Did he commit? Just got Quincy Ewers, the ninth. He has a blonde mullet, people. If you didn't know, Quinn Ewers did the. Okay, we actually were discussing this at the Chargers game today. You've got Chase Daniel, Matt Flynn, Chandler Parsons, honestly, maybe Nerlens Noel and Evan Fournier at this point. The greatest procurers of bags that we've ever seen. Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford. But but Bradford played. Like, like <laughs> Chase Daniel has never That's played. It. Right. That's literally it. Right. right. He played. These other guys just, like, hang out and back up a quarter. Right. Quinn Ewers on a smaller scale, but on a more impressive scale. This is his uh, history. He reclassified in 2020, like 2019, 2020. So he was going to be a senior. He said, screw it. I'm going to college. I'm going to Texas. He then changes his commitment, goes to Ohio State, um, gets a million dollars under the new NIL rules, plays two snaps. Stroud becomes the guy. He transfers to Texas where he was originally committed and ends up going to be the starting quarterback at Texas in 2022, like originally planned, except with a million from Ohio State, and they're going to pay him up to $4 million a year. The school will pay him. Uh, Darren Rovell. That's just SEC revenue. Yeah, that's just SEC. You talk, I mean, look, we've been telling you about that revenue. you got to pay the bills. <laughs> you got to pay the bills. So, Quinn Ewers, um, I'll take a bet with you right now, Abe. Right I'm now, sure you will. on December 12th, 2021, for a game in September of 2022. Texas what? plus eight in Austin against Alabama. Are you accepting <laughs> that early line? I'm not going to accept it that early. Oh, line. my God. Why? They have Bryce Young coming got, back. Because you guys might be back. Wow. You're so bad bet if you're Are back. you coming through, by the way? Like, everyone's coming through for the vibes. Austin for Alabama weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll have to check my schedule. But no, don't. I mean, you're my boy, right? I'm always going to listen to what you say with a with a clear head and like take what you say for what you it what it means. And listen, if you say Texas is back, I think I have no choice. We have to believe three it. Heisman candidates on offense next year. What could go? You have Quinn Ewers. Take the text. Quinn Ewers is the highest rated quarterback prospect. They should probably just have the ceremony ever. The facility then, right? Ever. That's a good point, honestly. Save the airfare and all that. Same, highest yeah. rated prospect ever. There's been two hundreds ever. Quinn Ewers and Vince Young. B. John Robinson is the best running back in the country. And Xavier Worthy, uh, first team All American as a freshman, 10 touchdowns, thousands of yards. The studs. So three Heisman candidates. Pretty crazy if you think about it. You know what the you know why you're right? Because you guys didn't make a bowl game. Literally the only way is up. Yeah. 
And, like, we're not going to get injured in a bowl game like a lot of these other guys. We're just sitting out of a bowl game. So we're back. Texas is back, people. We're back up. Hook them horns. My first stock up, and you might think this should be a stock down, but no. Urban Meyer. What a what a week for this guy. So I don't know necessarily what's true and what's not in regards to this Urban Meyer story. <laughs> However, the best part about it to me was the news that came out that said Urban Meyer went up to each and every one of the coaches on his staff and essentially lined them up one by one and said, you, you're a bitch. You, you're ugly. You, you don't know offense. You, you don't know defense. He was putting all blame on the two and whatever Jaguars, the disappointment that is the Jaguars, on every single coach that he hired. So? It's it's the greatest power move of all time. Well, you no, 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 you're not gonna make you're not gonna make me look stupid. The greatest power move of all time was when there was a rumor that he had a disagreement with Marvin Jones, and Jay Glazer asked him about it, and he said that's not true. And when he asked if he had called all his coaches losers and asked them to prove them their resumes and how they contributed, he did not deny that. He doubled down on his coaching staff being losers. It's legendary. It's epic. I agree with you. And he's the one that hired them. And he's like, I'm not going to take the fall for this. I'm going to put it on all on you. Part of me today looked at the Jaguars and this is like a thing. You're like, oh, like they're in the news this week. They're getting dragged. They're going to put on this week just to prove. So I thought about betting on the Jaguars. And then I was like, wait a second. Part of me also thinks the Jaguars are going to throw this game to try and get him out of there as soon as possible. And Trevor Lawrence's performances. We're unsure if he's throwing games or if he's the biggest bust. Would you say what Vegas odds would you give Urban Meyer of lasting more than two seasons? Two seasons? I put it 100 to 1. What would you say on the chances he's back next year? I think he'll be back next year. I would say plus 300 he's back next year. Yeah. Because he quits or gets fired? Either one. Yeah, Yeah. a a big parting ways type of vibe. Irvin, Irvin, listen, since you've gotten to the Jags, your name has been run through the mud. You're running others through the mud. You you should have lost your wife. It's just just not working out. And you're in Jacksonville. Like, pack it up and get ready to go. Uh, Stock up number two, regression is alive and well, ladies and gents, because the Josh Allen regression train has never been warmer. Three of four losses for the Bills. Joshua Allen, he played pretty well today. We'll give him that. We will not slander Josh Allen's performance today. Rashad Perryman finally cashing a check for the Ravens. Ten years to the day of being drafted as a first-round pick. I'll never forget how mad I was. You loved him. Nelson Aguilar over Rashad Perryman. I mean, I would still be mad about that, but... um, Nelson Aguilar had 108 receptions in the Super Bowl. <laughs> but regression is alive and well. The Bills are out of the playoffs, Abe. That's kind of shocking. Are you are you a little surprised by this or no? Because of the way the season's going, no. But I don't think any of it really has to do specifically to the Bills. I, I would say go catch those Bills to go to the Super Bowl. Go place that bet tomorrow morning. It, it's it's definitely the right time. Well, they go to, they go to New England next week. Yeah, they win that game. I agree. Well, I thought they were going to win today. But, Abe, if they lose... They kind of did win today. Abe, let me take you through a nightmarish scenario. 
The Bills lose in New England on Sunday. The Dolphins beat the Jets. They are sharing a record with three weeks to go in the season. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, what's your second stock up? My second stock up is are the Chiefs. Fuck you all. Anyone who doubted them, they're so backed. They have played the hardest schedule in the league so far, without a doubt. The defense is looking good, and the defense is what – when the defense has gotten hot – now you may say the defense is getting hot. Too hot, time. way too hot at the wrong time. And we were talking fumble way six too hot picks. At the wrong time, and that, that's a valid take. But I, the defense can be as shit as they want. They can. That's do what not they true. Did today. That's not true. They can do what they did today at any given moment on any given game, and there's no doubt in my mind the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. Okay. No doubt in my mind. Okay. I would take the field 50-50, like straight up. What what are the odds you think right now of Chiefs versus the field? They're probably like plus one fifty, plus two hundred. Mm, probably more. You think? Then it's probably a bet you should they look into. A, <laughs> if there's they put up a fifty burger today. Uh, just to clarify, Eagleson said it's Carolina for the Bills, then New England. But let's go, he says. Stock down number one, being drafted number one. I mean, we talked about T Law. And now Zion, we've seen the pictures. The Ravens could honestly use him on the offensive line. Abe, who has a chance of going down as a bigger bust? Lawrence or Zion? Zion. It's like, because Trevor Lawrence can be able to, first off, I don't know why we're just throwing the book in on Trevor Lawrence. I think he's earned that he's on the Jaguars card and gets like at least a year and a half more. Whereas Zion could legitimately eat his way out of the league. Like Trevor Lawrence will always be in athletic in football but, shape enough. On the flip side, Abe, Zion could just like not like eat Cheetos at three in the morning. He Zion's could. Zion's like a Thanksgiving. Zion's like one more Thanksgiving away from being Booger McFly. Absolutely. But let's say he, for some reason, like doesn't. We know how good he is. We've seen it happen. Lawrence in the NFL has been like atrocious. Like he's really bad. And look, I gave him the gold jacket before he even stepped foot and shook Roger Goodell's hand. But smart people I follow are saying this might not just be a Jaguars thing. He just might be really bad, really struggling this year. We'll see. I'm not obviously giving up on Lawrence after one year. Urban Meyer's the worst. Zion fat jokes. I hope he stays in the league because they are just like their quality. Their quality. My first stock down is the NBA. I have that. Okay, go ahead. Probably different reasons, but go ahead. Mm-hmm. You see who the Sixers played last night? The Warriors? Yeah, you see who they won? The Sixers. Yeah, you see uh, Ben Simmons' name in the news? Yeah. Things are heating up. Things are heating up, and it's all, what are they going to get for Ben Simmons? They can't get anything. Here's the good news. No, 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 no. Don't open your mouth. Here's the good news. We don't have anything right now for Ben Simmons. We don't have... The only way is up. We're only going to get better after this trade. And with Joel Embiid playing like he is, he said, not not in my city. It was Steph breaking that record. Matisse Thibel had literally hit, had Steph Curry in, in maximum security facility on defense last night. 
things are heating up this week. I would, I'm going to, I bet you that Ben Simmons will be in a different uniform by Christmas. That's my guess. December 15th is when all of the new free agents are be able to be traded. We can get rid of Fournier. Yeah. Yeah. This week. Oh, God (laughs) save us. (laughs) But truthfully, and this isn't like a biased thing. Like the only way is up for the Sixers and they're playing. I completely agree with that. I, I am, I am with you on that. Saying that the so Ben the saying the, the Ben Simmons news is heating up is like putting something in the microwave for two seconds. There is chatter about Ben Simmons constantly. Just because we we went a full seven days without hearing his name, and then Woj sends out one tweet about how they're not going to get him for a top twenty five player doesn't necessarily mean we're heating up. It just means Woj tweeted his name again. I just want to be clear on that. But no, no, no. Things no. There was a Sixers reporter that confirmed what Woj was saying, and things are heating up. Conversations are picking up with Ben Simmons. This thing's going to happen soon. Okay. And the league should watch out because a, a duo of Jalen Brown, Joel. And Yo, Jesus shut! All right, I'm over this. Stock down Fuck, number not two. Jalen Brown. Stock down number two. Uh, mine was the NBA, but it's really for college basketball. College basketball, you know, we've been honest. We haven't really been into it over these past few years, whether it's COVID, us getting older. Just, I think I'm a Rutgers fan. Yeah, too much to track. College basketball has had an immaculate start, and no one cares about college basketball until at least no, New Year's. No, I caught that Texas Seton Hall game. Texas got upset. You've got Rutgers hitting a half-court shot. You've got Notre Dame beating Kentucky. Uh, I think Purdue lost as a as number one today. Baylor or Nova lost. College basketball has been kind of lit. I'm into it. Yeah, that Texas Seton Hall game. I mean, I'm still not going to track it, but I'll come March Madness. The way I'll talk about college basketball will make you seem like I was watching it from day right, one. I'm with and them. you won't remember this podcast by then, and you won't be able to say shit to me. <laughs> it's going to be like. Dude, have you seen the way that that Murray State switches on guards? Like, oh, they, oh, you're they, going they, that. They can match up with this Arizona team. Okay. All right. That type of stuff. Uh, my second stock down is athleticism because the internet this week was blessed with the king oh, of the world. Yes. This guy, I don't know what his name is. I don't know what the school is. I would love for confirmation to give him a shout out to have him on the pod. He's probably the hottest commodity in sports media right now. But a, click came, a clip came out the other day of literally a left tackle in the NFL running up the getting up the court tripping rolling an ankle which if you've been there and rolled ankle the the ability to get up and continue playing on that shows just shows you're a warrior yes it took him about nine seconds to get up off the ground and then he just turns into Nikola Jokic <laughs> and just has a dime for the assist dotting up kid, the defense that kid is I think he's like seven foot something. I looked up. He averages like three points a game and like a shit ton of rebounds. He's the king of college basketball. Yes. I think he is. Yes. Who was the guy from Michigan last year? The guy from Michigan. Dickinson? The big white guy, guy you like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was his name? Hunter Dickinson. Hunter Dickinson has now passed the crown to uh Eagleson. Get it yeah. Get it get us the name of this this young fella because he is a I mean, he dotted him up with that pass. It was quite impressive. On a rolled ankle, which is the most painful ankle in there. It was unbelievable. Did you see the clips of him draining threes, by the way? 
No, yeah. King's Dead yeah. Kings. Yeah, those have begun to circulate. All right, we're going to take a quick break. After the break, we didn't really talk much NFL Week 14, so maybe we get that in there. I want to talk about Chase Claypool, Bryce Young, LeVar Ball, and do you see Matt Delvadova? We'll be right back. All right, fam, we are back. Abe, if you liked Urban Meyer throwing his coach under the bus, then what Chase Claypool did to his teammate, you know it's what? Gotta be, it's got to be for you. I, I'm dead serious. I, I, I truthfully mean this. Some people are on your I side. Think, so I'm not going to lie. Some people are on your side. I think people are blowing this Chase Claypool thing extremely out of proportion. I disagree on that. Was it a smart move? No. Should you have the awareness to get the ball back to the line of scrimmage? Yes. Do I think that him doing that first down point, there were 20 reasons why the Steelers lost that game on Thursday before you could even bring up Chase Claypool's name. Now you throw that all out the window because at the end of the day, they had a chance to tie it up or they had a chance and that's what happens in the moment. But I, I doesn't make like the center like kind of fumbled the ball. The ref was had to get back to his place. Like I think it was way blown out of proportion that Chase Claypool's finger point that occurred in a half a second time period really cost the Steelers that much time on the clock and and that much opportunity. It it did genuinely believe it that. didn't. So I will say because there are some, I'm not saying it wasn't a boneheaded move. There's some Claypool truthers out there. Because you actually see the old lineman is the one who knocks it out of his hands. I'll say on the other side, if he's not celebrating, the old lineman doesn't have to run over and try and grab the ball. Hey, right. If a Philadelphia Eagle wide receiver did that with under well, a minute, he wouldn't have caught the ball. He wouldn't have caught the ball for a first <laughs> down. With under a minute to play, it, he'd be hung by the stick. Yeah, it would be like, <laughs> dude, you. <laughs> He's windmilling a first down as the clock is draining. It wasn't a windmill. It was just Dude, a little... that was one of the most absurd things I have ever seen. I genuinely feel that way. I would bench him. I would bench him for a full game. I would straight up bet. You're a boomer. You're just a boomer. Dude, that was the most... I. You know what it was? That was legitimately the most selfish thing I've ever seen in my life. That was very selfish. That's, that's a good word for right. it. But... It did not cost the Steelers the game. No, Big Ben and being that's a what fat lard did. Anyways, uh, Bryce Young wins the Heisman. On my notes, I have the Brisbane. I guess they might rename it to the Brisbane after Texas wins it three-way tie next year. I had Spencer Rattler to win the Heisman. He didn't even finish the season as the starter or at the school. Uh, this year was weird. I mean, Sam Howe was all over the place. Who did I have to win the Heisman? I think I had Bryce Young. Bryce, oh, you had Bryce Young? Nice. Yeah, <laughs> Impressive. I think I did. Um, it was a while ago. Any thoughts on, on BY getting the Heisman? Back to back for Bama. It's just like, and I looked up, I saw a report that the Eagles might be looking to trade two of their three first round picks this year for more draft capital, let her spin it one more year. And then I went to the old Google.com, and I looked up where Bryce Young is from. Bryce Young is a Philly kid. Mm, we like that. I, we we don't like that, Jack. We love that. Absolutely love that. And it was funny, though. I listened to his speech today, and it was like, 
just shows you, man, when you just got to keep pushing. Everyone's going to doubt you this, that. You were a five-star recruit. <laughs> Literally the best player in the country. As one of the best high school Going to Alabama. One of the best programs. Like, what is it, Matter D or Matter yeah, Day or whatever yeah. he went to. Like, I don't necessarily think you can pull that card right now. Maybe Devontae Smith last year can say that because he was 107 pounds soaking wet. Mm-hmm. But you're like a nice size, six foot, 190 quarterback, go to Alabama, this, that, five-star recruit. Don't really think anyone doubted you, dude. Yeah. He's at Alabama, people. But some people are going to doubt him against Cincinnati. And if he beats them, if he beats Cincinnati, then he can pull that out because there are people doubting Alabama's ability to beat Cincinnati. Lots of, lots of people. One thing I am doubting is how LeVar Ball is so successful, yet is he, I can't figure him out. I literally cannot figure him out. You saw what he said? What did he say? LeVar Ball said when asked if Melo is learning anything from Michael Jordan, as MJ is the owner of the Hornets, he said, what the hell does LaMelo have to learn from Michael Jordan? Michael Jordan hasn't won a title in over 20 years. Spot the lie. Spot the lie. It's so epic. The reason that he doesn't have to learn anything from Michael Jordan is because Alonzo plays for the Bulls, and Lamelo can just learn from Demar Derozan. Right. Like he could, Lonzo can get Demar and Lamelo on a Zoom, and it's the same thing as learning from Jordan in today's NBA. But spot the lie. Demar Derozan's <laughs> like a for, like a starting All Star player. Yeah, first team All NBA. Yeah, <laughs> like legitimately the best in signing. Chicago, yeah, the best. Where Jordan did. Yeah, the best signing of of the off season. So yeah, Levar Ball's just epic for that. Did you see, didn't Lamar Ball wear a shirt that said, like, I told you so or something? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You saw what Del Curry said? Yeah. yeah. Del Curry said he, wore, he would wear a hat that said, I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> and Del Curry was a legitimate NBA player. Uh, we talked about Urban Meyer already, so I'm going to skip over the big Urban. I will. I do want to give a special shout to Matt Delvadova. He's playing in the Australian Basketball League. You peeped that? I had no idea until this morning when Fight Club broke out. Yeah, he got absolutely rammed into the ground on a dunk and then kind of got bodied. That other guy who's staring him down. Um, And and think about it. LeBron carried that guy to a finals, a guy that's getting thrown around in the Australian Basketball League. If that's not a... If this whole Australian basketball fight isn't a bigger... I'm looking for the... I'm looking in the notes how LeBron... Got into this conversation. I mean, would Matthew Delavadova even be a human being without LeBron? It's a fair point. Nobody would know Matthew Delavadova's name without LeBron. Matthew Delavadova, I believe, may be an investor in Underdog Fantasy. They wouldn't have taken his capital had he not played with LeBron. <laughs> that could potentially be true. That's bad cap. That's bad cap. But no, if if I think everyone should watch that video of. Matthew Delvadoa getting thrown around like a rag doll down, down under, and just think to LeBron, just think about LeBron when you do that. Like, wow, I can't believe LeBron was able to carry this bum. So you know, LeBron's man. You know, it's been a long week in LA. When I'm writing up the podcast notes, we're 40 minutes into the episode, and I literally just this second remembered what we forgot to speak about. We'll preview Monday Night Football. <laughs> normally (laughs) the beginning of this episode but um you know what we're gonna do it now and 
it's not like it's a good game. It's just Arizona Rams for essentially what could be the one seed in that whole NFC West, uh, the best Monday Night Football game of the whole year. No, no big deal. So, Abe, you know who's going to win this game, so I'm going to let mm-hmm. you tell the people. The Arizona Cardinals are going to win. Oh, no, you're a fraud. And you know that's just not true. You know, you know that's not true. No, they are. We looked each other in the face and we agreed. Oh, the Rams are a three-point dog mm-hmm. at home, aren't they? No, no, no. In Arizona. That makes me like it even oh, more. Oh, the Cardinals are going to win this no, game. No, 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 no. No, Cardinals are going to win this game. Cardinals are the second best team in football. I just... I actually... I'm willing, I think I'm willing to go... I'm not going to 0.0 it, obviously. But this is a lock. And I may, I invented a, the Rams. I, I invented a new, I'm going to make sure I know nobody in New Jersey tomorrow. Let me just say that. I, I invented a new thing last week and I may use it this week for right now. I red alerted the Falcons and the Falcons won clean. I may red alert the Rams here because the Rams are. The Rams are going to win this game. It's just just do it. Don't be a bitch. Just do it. Red alert on the Rams. No, no. What? Do it. Zero point zero. It. Do it. Hold on. Let me think. Um, the only thing holding me back is Matt Stafford. He's just the biggest loser. But I can't tell. I can't. I, I still am unclear if it's because of the Lions or him. So I'm not going to zero zero it, but I, I'm going to red alert it. Take the Rams tomorrow night, Monday Night Football. You're a coward. You're simply a coward. But no, Kyler's back. We saw what he did last week. Picked up just like you left off. My cute little MVP candidate going to the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. By the way, Tom Brady's winning MVP and just threw a 700th career touchdown. Yeah, age like 90. <laughs> it's nuts. Do you know his, do you know his record dinner. against the Bills? Do you know his record against the Bills career? A lot and a little. Okay, 36 games. What do you think it is? 33 and 3. Yeah. Spot on. Yeah. <laughs> 33 and 3. Can you can you get the Dolphins for me next? No, he's not good against the Dolphins. That's a good transition. Eagleson, come come mom, defend today yourself. My mom, tonight my uh I'm watching the Bucks Bills game at my mom's house. Went there for dinner, and my mom's like, "Is that Tom Brady?" And I'm like, "Yeah." She goes, "He's he's he still he can't be good, right? He's still playing. He's gotta be old." I was like, "You might want to sit down for <laughs> next play, overtime touchdown." Eagleson, what's Brady's record against the Dolphins off the top of your head? Like I assume, like the Pats are probably a little over 500 on them, okay, but okay, shut probably up. just a little. Mm, shut, shut, shut up. up, shut up. What do you mean? Like a 750 winning percentage is like good. We we have their number. Like honestly, like even no, when the Dolphins no. have been, yeah, even when they've been bad, they still they okay. use, they all can right, split right. with. Let them. me reel this back in. Okay, he's like 25 and three against you guys in Foxborough. But he is like ten and eleven yeah. in Miami. Like we we usually split. No, with they the consider they they count it as ATS. Who? Yeah. Dolphins fans. Uh, are they good at covering games here? Tom Brady record versus Dolphins, and they smoked you this year, right? 
Yeah, he's twenty four. Oh, he's twenty four. Okay. So I'm thinking twenty four and twelve. Twenty four and twelve. So six seven hundred fifty. That's what I said. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> nope. Sorry. That's all right. That's all right. Quick, quick recovery. Eagleson, what do you have to yeah. say to us? So obviously it was a bye week for the Dolphins this week. Speaking of which, how dope are those? I, I felt amazing today. Just watching. Dude, you football. know what I've learned in Eagleson? You're growing up too. You're like becoming an adult of sort. Mm-hmm. When you're a kid and your team has a bye week, you're pissed. I I was th- I was adult, thinking that it's today. Like, it's like a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. E- Whether your team's good or bad. Yeah. I would, like even like, the, like the, I these don't past have to years. torture myself that much more. Yeah, the only thing that happened for the Ravens this week is we lost our star quarterback and we lost to a divisional rival, and now our chances of making the playoffs are uh, much lower. So. Yeah, I can see how the bye week is nice. And the Eagles, <laughs> and the Eagles have a better chance of making the playoffs this now. Eh, you guys actually had a a poor like the Niners win, the Vikings win, like the Ravens. Washington lost. Yeah, but we control our own destiny. That's all. And that's not there's true. A report. I don't no, think that's true. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> no, it is. And there's a report that Joe Judge is going to get retained for at least one more year. 2-0 this week for the birds. That's huge. All right, Eagleson, <laughs> finish your thoughts. <laughs> yeah, so obviously the Dolphins didn't play, but it didn't exactly go as planned. Like the Bills lost, which was good, but the Chargers won, Broncos won. So some of those teams that are ahead of them winning does not help at all. I think they're still like, Yeah, but sick. what the fuck do the Chargers have to do with the d- d- the Dolphins? <laughs> Dude, they're in Getting the, wild into the card playoffs. Race. Yeah. We're not winning the division. You're not getting in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> the path is there. The path's there to me. How are you reacting like it's crazy for the Dolphins to make the playoffs, but you just said the Eagles control their own destiny? Uh, yeah, you haven't done anything successful Ooh. in two and a half decades. <laughs> okay, we're talking about this year, this this season. I'm a big history guy. Well. What's the path? What's the path? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's the path? Okay, so win out, obviously. Beat the Jets. Beat... (laughs) beat, Easy. Next. Beat the Saints. Beat the Titans. And then beat the Patriots. So, win three games you won't be favored in. Got it. I... Taysom's not good. That's a win. The Titans... That's an L. He's... Tua's been... Tua has been good. And then with the Titans, Henry's not there. I can rationalize them winning that game. Tannehill, we know how he works. Just what I'm saying is right. You have to win three games as underdogs. And then you'll need help. Okay, next, continue. And then the Pats. And they'll be resting, guys. It's week 18. They're not resting shit. The Patriots are not (laughs) locking up the one seed before the end of the season. Okay, other than that, win out, what do you need? That's it. And then just some... Yeah, if we win out, we should be in. But we could also use some help. Like, Bengals need to lose. Chargers need to lose. Broncos need to lose. I want to say something like, if the Dolphins make the playoffs, I'll. But I can't, like, think. like. Do it. Go ahead. You're so confident they're not going to make it. No, no, no. Here. There's a 0.00 chance the Dolphins make the playoffs. Zero. Okay. Shit. (laughs) Zero. I think Jack agrees with me. Mm, I don't know if he does. Mm -mm, I don't. (laughs) 0.0? I don't know. No, not zero point zero. There's about ten other zeros that follow. I wow. Don't I definitely wouldn't zero point zero it. The Dolphins. This is Eagleson. This is the problem. You guys aren't gonna win nine straight to get to ten and seven. You're just not. That's how the NFL works. Once okay, again, I, sure. I am the purveyor of how the NFL works. The Dolphin. 
And I'll tell you why exactly why. Because you actually won nine straight once before and did this and got into the playoffs. The chances that you guys are going to do it again <laughs> just are non-existent. It, it just never happens. I will say this. There's as good a chance. There's there's a better chance the Ravens miss the playoffs. And than that, the Dolphins that, making it? Yeah. Well, that's obvious. Yeah. Is it obvious? I don't know if it is. We're all in trouble. It's all fucked up. <sighs> I hate football. I hate And basketball. also, uh, our, 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 our bet, the Ravens could kind of fall back into this. We could. We definitely could. We didn't like if do you guys free fall here. Yeah, but we're we're locked in at eight wins, which I I don't know if the Eagles or Dolphins actually get to nine wins this year. I feel like nine's definitely possible. It's possible, but like I wouldn't. It's probably minus one ten that both of them get to nine wins, right, Dave? It's probably, it's probably plus something. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the two teams that are six and seven. That's just right, they got it. Well, yeah, you got to go. Oh, you got to go three and one. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Like, I'm probably. So then one of my friends asked me, "Yo, we play Washington next week. You think we're gonna win?" You know what my answer was? I don't know. <laughs> so <laughs> what are you in? One because one of those guys... games is the Jets. Six and seven. No, but you guys are Washington Giants Cowboys. Washington and Jets. Wash. No, Washington. Giants, Washington, Dallas. <laughs> I saw Mikey G today. That is a good football team. I don't know. That's a that's a hard playing football team with a good <laughs> coach, and we lost fair and square to them in a hard fo- fo- football match. So I'm not going to look past any opponent. We're just going to try and go one and zero each week and uh, focus on what we have in this locker room. Will I think I could give a seminar on coach speed? Will Sirianni wear the Ben Simmons acquisition? As a T-shirt, and then be signed to ten-year extension. Will he wear a Shea Gilgis yeah, yeah, jersey? Yeah, like if he like does, he's locked in, right, for life. Like it, I mean, he's locked in at least for next year, right? But like it's it's like Doug, Nick Foles, and Sirianni statues outside of the link. In that case, <laughs> wow, we have a Bears quarterback, an unemployed coach, and a statue of both of them and outside of the Foles is Foles is playing today though. Well, he's he's active. After Dalton got scared the shit. Out. Oh yeah, no, no, he's fine. <laughs> Eagleson, any final thoughts? Uh, I guess that's it. Fins up. Abe, that is like the most depressing. Like <laughs> my team's going to the playoffs, cheering them on. <laughs> Come, well, I guess this is it. Fins up. Hey, bye week was relaxing. It was relaxing. Now it's back to, back to what matters. We're gonna crunch some film, and uh, we'll see you on Sunday. Well, I guess Thursday for the pod. All right, fam. Much love. Peace.